0: It, it, it made me realize like, oh, there is a bigger plan. There's a b- reason why, why things happen the way they do. It's, you know, at the time, like I said, I might've been a little upset as a teenager going, come on, let me be an actor. But now it's like, Amanda, you have a life that you could not have imagined for yourself, you know, having the comfort and the freedom.
1: Hey, hey, happy Monday and welcome back to Just Doing Life with your favorite host, Megan. How are you guys? Happy Monday. I hope you guys is... (laughs) God, stumbling. Happy Monday. (laughs) I hope your day is going just dandy. Oh my God, I literally cannot form words right now. I noticed that when I'm talking, I stumble so much and I'm so sorry if that's annoying. And maybe not that I just called it out, you're gonna notice it more and hate it. But anyways, um, all right, what's up, people? How are you guys doing? I am doing fine. I'm gonna give you my quick little what's your problem, Megan? What now, Megan? Intro, here we go. Yesterday, I went to a happy hour for work I'm recording this on a Saturday morning. Um, and so my mom made a comment to me. I was talking to her about how I didn't really know anyone going to this happy hours for my work. And since I'm remote, you know, I haven't really met many people in Chicago, like in person. And I didn't recognize many names on the email list. So I was telling my mom, I was like, dude, like, I don't know anybody going, like kind of scary. She was like, well, it's okay, Megan. Like, be yourself. Just don't be too quirky. Um, uh... Uh, hmm. hmm. first of all, what is that supposed to mean? Mom? Is that like a a bad thing that I'm too quirky? One. Two, that can't that's not a thing. You can't get Miss Megan Lobianco without the quirk. You know? It's like a duo, like a package deal. You get me, you get the quirk. That's just that's just how it goes. And so <laughs> I was a little bit offended. The moral of the story here is that the reason I am the way I am, and I just like whatever, I'm out there. It's because, you know what? I can't even relax in the comfort of my own home because I'm getting judged and bullied by my own family. So, you know what? Throw your words at me. Throw, throw your hate. I don't care. I could take it. They'll bounce right back off me. Anyways, so I went to the happy hour. Happy hour was fantastic. I had such a good time. Maybe I was too quirky. Maybe I'm never going to talk to these people again. Um, they might have hated me. I don't know. Whatever. I had a good time. But I ended up going out with another friend after that and I stayed out pretty late, but I had to train back home, and it was probably like I caught the twelve thirty train. Okay, and I'm a sleepy girl. Okay, <laughs> I'm a napper. I'm a napper. I nap all the time. I was up at five forty five that morning, like you know, sleepy girl over here, and I knew I might fall asleep on the train, and so I <laughs> I set an alarm. Okay, Train's supposed to pull into my station at one twenty three. I set an alarm for one twenty, thinking okay, that'll be perfect. Well, sure enough, I fell asleep and I was in a deep freaking sleep because when I woke up, it was like my, my hands were buzzing and I think I incorporated the buzzingness into my dream because I don't, I just like was not waking up and like comprehending, oh my God, this is my alarm. So whatever, I finally, like I get up and I'm like, oh, I knew I would fall asleep. Good thing I set my alarm. I look out the window and I see my train station, like we're stopped. And I'm like, oh my God, I get up, car starts moving. I'm like oh my God. I start sprinting down the stairs because I sat on the upper level, sprint downstairs to fa- come face to face with a Mr. Conductor who says, oh no. <laughs> oh no is right. I was like, oh my God, what station was that? And he was like, well, I'm not going to say my location because I don't want you guys to come find me. I know you guys are obsessed with me, so I don't want you to come get me. But he tells, he says it's my station. And I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And he's like, did you fall asleep? And I was like, yes, but I set an alarm and I think we got here early. And he starts cracking up. I probably look loco because I just fell asleep on the train. And so basically I'm sitting there like half laughing, half crying. Like, where's the next stop? Please help me. So get to the next stop. It's it's not actually too far from my house or like from this one. It's probably like another five minute ride uh, on the train, However, my phone is at 3% battery life. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm panicking, trying to call an Uber as fast as I can. There's nobody out. Kind of sketchy. Actually, not kind of sketchy. Extremely sketchy. Like, you know, who hangs out at train stations at night? I don't know. So it scared the bejeebies out of me. And it was freaking cold. I was numb. And just like in a whatever, not knowing if my Uber was going to come. So finally I call an Uber and he's six minutes away. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is... I am racing the clock right now so i'm trying to memorize the aupd whatever license plate he's got because i'm like okay i need to know it, i need to know it try to memorize his face so i don't walk up to a random car like i could have gotten taken okay that's the end of the story i ended up getting an uber he, he got me back i told him my story because of course i had to make conversation at 145 in the morning and he i think that i was insane but he got me to my car and yeah, that is just, what now am I again? What, what is new? So I hope your guys' day is going a little bit better than that. Reminder, always charge your phone. Uh, reminder, don't fall asleep on your train ride home at one in the morning. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I have a great episode for you guys today. If you guys listened to two weeks ago, I talked about my love list. And I mention it in this episode because this is the gal who I was just like, this is such perfect timing. So happy she brought it all up. So enjoy um, us talking about gratitude and all that good stuff as well as her career So She was an accountant and she really just followed like a very linear path, which is different than what we've heard from the other people. So as always, I love to throw, throw some new novel stories in here, um, but we talk a lot about that. We talk about um, getting diagnosed with a tough, a pretty tough disease and how she's kind of battled through that and kept her head held high and a lot of cool stuff we talk about witchcraft too like what it's it's really the conversation's fantastic so i hope you guys enjoy it um and here you go hey everybody i've got amanda with me here this evening super excited to have you here before we get going into all the good stuff with the career and all that uh life journey i'd love to hear just a little bit about you hobbies where you're from anything you like to do um really whatever you want to share
0: yeah absolutely um well like you said my name is amanda i'm from down south here in louisiana and i by trade am a tax accountant which we'll talk about but i also enjoy a myriad of other activities like reading i actually do some cosplay and i actually am um Getting into the podcast life as well. So, I welcome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely been a journey for sure. Um, But I'm finding that it's a really fun way to spend time. Mm -hmm. And um, it's definitely a good creative outlet, kind of similar to the cosplay, similar to the reading. Like, I have my day job and my day to day, but I absolutely, just like anybody, I think, need. That other side of life and, of course, I do all the other typical things that we do like love eating, watching Netflix with my husband, all Uh sorts of stuff like that and, of course, hanging out with our dog and our two wonderful cats. Wonderful.
1: Well, I am excited to hear all about your podcast journey. Um, we'll get into that too later. And also the cosplay. I've never actually like spoken with anyone who's fully invested in that. So I'm intrigued to hear what that's like. But um uh, before we get going, I would love to start. Uh, I'm not sure if you've listened to any episodes before, but I like to start in either high school, college if you went, if you attended college. In that general area or time of life, what were you pursuing, and what was your mindset at that point in terms of what you wanted to do with with your life? For lack
0: of better sure. Words? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and start in high school because okay. that's when I was in a completely different mindset, and that gradually changed from high school throughout college. So, I like I think a lot of people um my age maybe we're like oh, i want to be an actor it's going to okay. be wonderful <laughs> and i want to be an actor and it'll be amazing and i mean in truth i'm not half bad okay. but um started out there and then talked to my parents about it and my dad is an investment banker and he Very quickly was like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Those are like two polar opposites right there. (laughs) Exactly. So then, and I mean, I had pursued a little bit of it. Um, I went to a competition called IMTA in LA. So that was actually really cool because I got to like go on a a few auditions, start that process and learn about like the industry and how to, Mm -hmm. you know, do your set do your hair do your makeup all sorts of stuff because the acting and modeling kind of went hand in hand and did that did a couple acting camps was in drama club and definitely liked it but him stopping me and going okay wait hold on you can't just jump into something like that was a really good wake-up call because from there um it turned into me researching like okay well what is a day to day for an actor what is um you know the process like with auditioning and i realized it's a lot of saying no and a lot of not knowing where your next paycheck is coming from mm-hmm. and that helped me figure out okay well i i don't want that for sure okay. because i want to know where you know where my living expenses are going to come from where my next yeah. paycheck is coming from because the idea of that uncertainty um, and coupled with the acting, uh, another uncertain career path that I, you know, looked into and thought, oh, I don't want to do that was journalism. And okay. I did an acting, not acting, excuse me, did a journalism camp in UC Berkeley for two weeks one summer and very quickly, once again, realized this isn't for me because these- schedule- i sorry, this was
1: still in high school.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, you were, you were really uh, getting going. I was early. busy. Look I was you. busy. Yeah. Um. So I did that camp that summer and learned their schedules are crazy. And yeah, you probably have a salary from somewhere, but you're going to be doing all sorts of stuff. That's different every day. And God bless the people that can do that. Mm-hmm. But I just not knowing what every day was going to be like, I just kind of went, okay, now. Yeah, I don't that, think so. That's very impressive that you
1: accepted that though in high school, because I think a lot of people at that stage in their life are a little naive and think, like, I know I did just think like, oh, it's okay. Like, I just want to live and have fun. But knowing yeah. yourself, I mean, some people, like you just said, it, it's that's perfect for them. That's, they don't mind the inconsistency. Yeah. They don't mind like not knowing where that paycheck is coming from. But the fact that you knew that about yourself so early. I'm like, oh my God, this, you were very mature you <laughs> rich, because at Thank 16 you I would know. have been like, ah,
0: screw it. <laughs> yeah. <should> <laughs> so that, <laughs> so that, um, mindset where I was like, okay, I got to figure out what I want to do. Um, started in high school and then they actually had, I went to an all girls high school, but we had a brother school and some classes were, only over there so the girls that were in that class would go to that campus and vice versa and they had an accounting class at the boys school so i took that my senior year of high Mm -hmm. school and that was doing everything on paper and it was like the very very basics where normally in accounting i'll tell you pretty much everything is digital now but this was you know over a decade ago and it was a high school class and it was a little kit that they bought for us and everything. And you essentially started with checks and individual transactions and manually did everything from checks to journal entries, to making the financial statements manually. So it was a really good learning experience from there to have to Mm -hmm. do everything yourself. Establish
1: the foundation
0: for, for what you be learning in the future. Exactly. And so from there, (laughs) essentially from that one class that started my career trajectory, because I went, oh, I can do this. This Mm -hmm. is fine. This is not that it's easy, but um, you were good at it. Yeah. Yeah. It was something that made sense. And looking into the career path, I actually started um, not with a hard accounting internship, but one of my mom's friends had a CPA firm. And this was right after not right after, but um, there was a hurricane that year and we have been burned many times in South Louisiana Mm -hmm. by hurricanes. So um, she hired me one summer to do all of the scanning. Like she had decades of records in a closet just shoved into folders. (laughs) So that was my job the whole summer was just scan everything in and digitize it. But it was good exposure to not just what real financial statements look like but what she did on a day-to-day basis so that really helped me see it's pretty consistent um Mm -hmm. you know she knew where her paycheck was coming from she was doing taxes and you know she what i liked about first seeing the profession was oh she's helping people and that's something that i always you know pretty much in everything I do, I'm all about that. And that's Mm -hmm. what drew me to the profession ultimately was, yes, it's a, you know, humdrum, typical job, but ultimately you are still doing good for other people and helping them with something that honestly is such a headache. And Absolutely. I love that you're saying
1: this because um, one of my first episodes, I actually talked about that. I was pursuing medical school and that was kind of what my goal was. And One of the big reasons that I was doing it was because I kept saying, I want to help people. And I think there's such this misconception that there's only a select number of positions in society that are truly helping people. But if you really look at it and, and like you're saying, I mean, every profession out there is somehow helping someone else. And it's really about that frame of thought of how you think of it. Like, yeah. Like the humdrum that is honestly like that's a typical like accountant you just think like they're just like the ones in the cubicle crunching the numbers and you don't think yeah. about the you know the um effects of that and how you really you really are helping people. So I love that you saw that and that change of mind and that it's not you just yeah. sitting there working at the books and typing in numbers. You're actually genuinely making a difference in other people's lives.
0: Right, exactly. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um from there, I, I really recognize as well that I absolutely had a leg up on um everybody else in college because I are I went into it knowing okay, this is my major, this is what I'm gonna do, and then I'm done. So while I was watching everybody around me try and figure that out and changed majors, you know, a few times, I just stuck with my path, did my internships, my junior and senior year. Um which ultimately led to my first job in public accounting, which is still what I'm doing just at a different firm. Okay. And so, yeah, I was able to get a job. And again, this kind of goes back to accounting being a quote unquote, good decision major. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's true, you know, I was able to have an internship during college, which helped me have extra spending money, you know, so I wasn't bugging my parents and going, hey, you know, I have, I mean, a you're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, so, um,
1: did you ever consider at any point in your college career, like, that accounting wasn't for you, maybe you wanted to go pursue that, the, like, high school days of being an actress to get, like, anything like that, or were you really straightforward on the act? I mean, sorry,
0: on the accounting, on the accounting, I mean, I definitely thought about it, um, like my senior year, actually, I needed an extra humanities credit, so I took a theater class, and, you know, my teacher was like, you know, you're good, and you could have done this, and I was like, yeah, I know, but, you know, it's just that I didn't want that uncertainty, and not knowing how I was going to get by in a day-to-day, but not only that, I don't think I wanted the constant rejection that actors face because that Mm -hmm. is a hundred percent a part of it, you know, and it's nothing personal. You go up for jobs and if you're not right, you're not right. And so I definitely had that thought while I was in that class, but ultimately, you know, it was a choice of, do you want to have to deal with a lot of potential stressors or go a bit more of a safe route, Mm -hmm. something that you're going to you know, be able to do, but then also have the freedom to enjoy your weekends, for instance, and have that spending money and not really worry about it. Absolutely. No, I love, I love these points that you're bringing up because
1: that self-reflection piece is so important just because, I mean, if you are following it because you're excited about it and it makes you happy, like that, that's exciting, but you also have to think about the flip side of it. And that, like you're saying, there is that uncertainty. There is, are those other factors that might make it not as peachy as you originally expected and exactly that's definitely I feel like something that a lot of people face with I've had quite a few um like creative individuals come on that are Mm -hmm. really pursuing like their artistic talents which is awesome but Yeah. That's assuming that all those people are okay with that. And they've they've discussed it on the podcast of like, I mean, it's definitely tough at times, but if you can handle it and you're resilient, absolutely. I know damn well that I would not be able to, I I stress over the most minor things. I'm 23 and I'm stressed about retirement. Like I know that I wouldn't be able to handle that lifestyle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. And that's so refreshing to hear as well as an accountant, because I'm like, oh, good. You're like planning and everything. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, But it's true. And that's essentially what I think my dad's point was with making me stop and actually assess what I was going to do with my life. Because, you know, similar to the job that I have, He was able to work and know where his paycheck was coming from and live the life that he wanted to live because of the things that he chose to do. Like he originally wanted to be an architect, but quickly realized that um, he was in an even smaller town than we're at now. And there it would be really hard to get a job. And he would be having to compete with the other two architecture firms in town and you know. His dad, you know, we're kind of showing a pattern. His dad sat him down and was like, Look, I don't think this is what you actually want to do. Like, it's certainly cool. And he's not a bad designer, but do you really want to be struggling to find what you are going to do? And so that's what led me to hear his story, hear what he was telling me, and then go, No, I'm just going to do something that will let me help people and, um, live the life that I want to live and give me the freedom to do the things that I want to do.
1: Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't mean to be rude. I'm, I'm taking notes as, cause yeah, I always like, get all these questions in my head and then I forgot, forget all of them. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious, were you frustrated with your father when he sat you down and gave you that talk? Because I know that when, sometimes parents seem to micromanage almost and it's it's got to be a little disheartening to hear your one of your big supporters say don't do it
0: a hundred percent um I mean I was in high school so I already you know was frustrated at my parents for one reason or another (laughs) being a teenager um but at the time it was hard to see the bigger picture of what he was trying to to get me to see you know because at the time like you're saying it just came off as a rejection, and it came off as, well, I don't want you to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But now, in retrospect, as I think happens a lot of times as we get older, looking at the things that our parents have done, it has made me go, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I see what you were trying to uh, make happen for me. In mm-hmm more ways than one. And so now looking back on it, I always think, oh, thank God. (laughs) Thank goodness that he uh, made me stop and reevaluate and reassess because the life that I have been able to live because of this job is so much better than it would have been if I was in a more demanding rejection-filled career. Like, Mm -hmm. um, any number of creative fields, not just acting or journalism or something like that. I was going to ask if if you do regret it all, like not
1: pursuing it for a little bit and then giving it maybe like a year of pursuing some sort of theater role or like anything in theatrics or, but it sounds like you're pretty content with, with the life that you've uh, like created at this point. So.
0: Yeah. And, um, let me, I'll explain a little bit I work from home now, and that's because beginning of 2020, this is a total diversion, but it's like related, I promise. I'll I'll steer (laughs) us back. Um, So I got diagnosed with MS, which is multiple sclerosis in early 2020. This was the process started probably like April, 2020. And it's something that it's just an autoimmune disease that can lie dormant in your system and it can cause a myriad of symptoms. And thankfully I'm doing well and I'm on a treatment and all that good stuff. Um, So whenever I first was getting diagnosed, it was super scary. And one thing that was funny that did happen was um, it can be triggered by a stressful event. And at the time, keep in mind, this is April of 2020. The doctor was like, are you stressed at all? And I just looked at him and went, yeah, are We're you not? in the not? middle of a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, like, of course, of course I am. So um, over that process, I got a formal diagnosis, got um, a treatment plan, have been on the treatment plan and things. It's something that doesn't have a cure right now, but they can like stop it from getting worse. So I'm on a treatment plan and I wouldn't be able to do all of this work from home, um, be able to have time off anytime I need to go to the doctors or anything like that. I have the freedom to do so because of the job that I do have. They're super understanding. They, anytime I have a doctor's appointment or anything, they're like, yeah, you know, just put it on your calendar, let somebody know it's okay. And I'm able to work from home, which is super helpful with managing my symptoms as a result Mm -hmm. as well, because it's the kind of thing where stuff just comes and goes. And so one day I might be fine. And then, um, you know, at the end of the day or the beginning of the day or something, I might go, oh my gosh, the fatigue is hitting me. I need to go take a nap right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I was in an office or I was doing pretty much anything else, I wouldn't be able to do that. So I'm so, so glad because of the choices I've made, because it's allowed me to live so much more comfortably than if I were doing anything else, you know? Absolutely. Uh,
1: Yeah. It's like you're in the perfect place at the perfect time for you, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. And it's just funny how like, you don't realize the bigger picture of things mm-hmm. and um, not to be religious or anything like that. Like, I don't want to polarize anybody, but mm-hmm. there's, it, it, it made me realize like, oh, there is a bigger plan. There's a Absolutely. B- reason why, why things happen the way they do. It's, you know, at the time, like I said, I might've been a little upset as a teenager going, come on, let me be an actor. But now it's like, Amanda, you have a life that you could not have imagined for yourself, you know, having the comfort and the freedom to do what you want within your abilities is fantastic.
1: Yes, totally. I'm I'm happy you brought that up because I actually originally wanted to name this podcast, the butterfly effect. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but yeah, it, yeah it's just like that all these connection points in our lives all cultivate into where you are now and, and they all have a meaning there there's a reason behind it um but of course that podcasting was taken by like 80 other people so I oh, was yeah. like okay I gotta but but it is really true I mean I'm a firm believer that even the smallest things that seem so insignificant can lead to such great things for each person and each person is exactly where they're meant to be um so, yeah. so I, I'm really happy you brought that up. I I'm also, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you were diagnosed with MS. I know that that could sure. be, be very challenging, but happy to hear that, that the treatment is going well and everything. I, if you don't mind me asking, um, and, yeah, and I'll cut this out if, if you don't like this, but, um, I'm just yeah. curious that at that point in your life, obviously that's a very tough diagnosis to get to hear. Did it change your outlook on, on like your next, like what you want to do with your life and how you want to embrace, like,
0: the gift of life at this point? Sure. Yeah. Um, That is definitely something that it changed my life for the better in the best way possible. So I will tell you that before that I was like pushing myself to the extreme way more than I needed to. Um, At the job I had before this one, it was still a Um, local public accounting firm. I've never done big four, never wanted to, that just seemed too intense. And Mm -hmm. I was doing way too many hours, was stressing myself out and was just doing way too much. And thankfully I switched to the job that I have now and it's a lot more flexible and not nearly as demanding on hours, but my mentality toward work just wasn't right. Like it just made me feel like no this is so important well i need to put put this above so many other things in my life essentially and getting the diagnosis at first of course i went through a mourning period mm-hmm. which i think anybody that gets diagnosed with anything you know um the shock yeah it's a yeah. shock and you kind of need to the first psychiatrist i ever talked to after it this was like maybe A week or two after. And I remember I was crying and was, you know, saying, This is so awful, et cetera, et cetera. And she was so fantastic that she listened to me and said, Your feelings are so normal right now. Like, this is absolutely how you should be feeling. However, you need to make a choice right now. You can either let this rule your life and let it beat you, or you can change your outlook for the better. And you can choose the life that you want to live. And ever since I've like, every time I talked to her since I go, you were the first one that made me feel like it was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And that I was going to be able to figure this out. And (laughs) she's so sweet. Every time she's like, yeah, and you're doing really well. I'm so glad. And we just have like a mutual pump up session every (laughs) time, basically. Um, But yeah, it made me Reevaluate a lot of stuff. It definitely helped that through that diagnosis process, um, my neurologist recommended that I take a few weeks off from work, and I just got so transcendental and um into a lot of like spiritual stuff, I'm into the witchy stuff now before it was trending on tiktok like i'm fully <laughs> on witch talk now but wait, wait wait i'm curious what can you define
1: witch talk is i i've seen like the tarot reading cards there's like are you talking
0: manifestation what 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 kind of witchery witchery craftery are we talking witch talk it, witch talk is like everything like the full gambit i have learned so much over, especially over the course of the past year it's everything from like kitchen witchery which those um people will choose things purposefully in correspondence with whatever intention they want to set and that's sort of like a spell like okay. each, er- each herb for instance means something and some of them have multiple meanings like cinnamon is for good luck and abundance and all sorts of things. Okay. So if I were a kitchen witch, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to put cinnamon in my coffee this morning and I'm going to stir it towards me because I want to attract good luck and abundance to myself. Interesting. Do you, do you like practice those things? S- sometimes I like dabble and, um, I more call myself like a green witch, which is more in line with like how you work with plants and nature and things like that. Because I got, so into plants during COVID, (laughs) (laughs) like before my diagnosis, before anything, I got so into plants and communing with them and like the cycle of nature. And so once I picked up a book called the green witch and then started getting online and started interacting with these people, I was like, Oh, okay. Gotcha. And it, what I like about it is two things. One witchcraft doesn't need to necessarily conflict with your religion and so you can like um i don't know eggshells are a good thing that are a substitute for salt for protection so you can like sprinkle some eggshells in front of your front door if you want to protect yourself from some weirdness but you can still believe what you want to believe to me it's just like like you said manifesting and using your intentions your energy and your thoughts to make what you want happen happen
1: interesting so so you like fully believe in this eggshell it sprinkling in front of the front door that it's gonna like protect you from externals weird stuff look it's not gonna hurt yeah that's amazing <laughs> this is so cool okay I need to maybe well honestly my phone's right here so I might start getting onto witch talk just through the voice recognition of my phone but it's that's so super- intriguing
0: like, I'll tell you one thing, um, I saw a TikTok for a money bowl and I was like, there's all right, it's probably nothing, but let me just try it. Let me follow these steps, put my intentions into it and no lie, the month that I put it out, my husband and I each, for separate reasons, got about $200 extra each for various sources. Stop. And I- right i looked at him after and i went okay listen (laughs) (laughs) and it's just something that's fun and honestly sort of tying it back um getting in touch with the nature side of everything and looking at the cycle of life you know we go through seasons of growth and abundance and things like that. And then we have to go through periods of withdrawal and darkness in the wintertime. And that happens to us as people as well. So, you know, I had my winter time with my diagnosis. I had my morning. I had my, I'm just going to lay here on the couch and watch a sad movie and get a little misty eyed and that's fine. (laughs) But because of that, I have blossomed in so many ways because it's made me appreciate the world around us and the little things as a result of that like for those three weeks i used to um and i still do this on occasion just not every morning i would just go outside and just sit down and watch the birds and listen to birds in nature and just be like oh my gosh This is the best yeah i'm just so happy that i'm alive and I get to experience this so 100% the diagnosis made me reevaluate my life and change it for the better, you know, not overdoing it at work, not putting my job above other things and instead appreciating the people and the circumstances and the world around me and recognizing how lucky I am to be in the position that I am today. Absolutely.
1: I am loving this conversation because you are so reflective, it seems like. And and it's clear that you were, I mean, this is just you as a person, considering you were like this back in high school, reflecting on what you wanted to do with (laughs) your life. But I think that's so important is to recognize like the beauty of what your situation is now, because so many people get down in the dumps and I'm a hundred percent guilty of this. Like I even was considering uploading an episode earlier this week of me, just like being in one of those funks, you know, when you're just in a mood and you don't know what's wrong, but you know, something's wrong. And it's so hard sometimes to get out of that. And I think for me personally, is almost the manifestation piece here is that when you can, you start thinking that, and then you start seeking out all these things that contribute to that poor mindset. So I leave yeah. for the gym in the morning and some car swerves in front of me and I call him a jackass and then I'm right. grumpy. And then it just turns into this cycle of like, oh, I'm I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm angry. So all, yeah. really all it takes is just a, a, a switch of the mind. And just like you said, I mean, sitting outside and, and watching the birds, that's so something so simple. Anyone listening right now can go do that right well, if it's like during the day, you can go do yeah. it right here, right now. And it just change. It totally changes how you, your, or your outlook on the day and your life for that matter.
0: A hundred percent. And the practice that I think best encompasses that. And I mean, it's related to witchiness. It's related to yoga. It's related to therapy um, is mindfulness. And I learned about this from the uh, therapist that I had and started seeing throughout my diagnosis process, because obviously it was a lot to process. And he told me about it. And the first example that he said was, um, you know, he was learning about mindfulness and was trying to get it and just didn't really understand. And there was one morning when he was pouring his coffee. And I don't know if you're a coffee drinker, but, um, you know, whenever you make a cup of coffee and then you pour the cream inside it swirls around and it looks really really cool and so he said i just stopped what i was doing and was just looking at my coffee cup and i'm sure anybody you know that walked by me would be like is he okay <laughs> <laughs> but you know it was just taking a second to appreciate wow this is really cool this swirliness and my drink that i have every morning and so through starting to do little things like that it really helps me appreciate so much of what i had going on for me in my life and so i really think that that practice and positive self-talk um which i think before i was so guilty of and we and i still am guilty of on occasion is talking poorly to myself, you know, um, let's say I made a mistake, a typo in a text message uh, where before I might've gone like, oh, you dumb so-and-so, I can't believe you did that, Amanda. (laughs) Now I make myself stop, take a step back and go, you're a human being. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You made a mistake. The other person probably doesn't care as a text message, just move on. And yeah, Doing those two things, I think, really has helped change my mindset for the better at home, but then at work as well. Because honestly, I think, like you were saying, your mood permeates throughout everything that you do and it really affects your day to day. So if I, you know, whereas before I might have woken up in the morning and gone, I don't want to log on, I don't want to go to work, I don't want to, you know, engage with capitalism today
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe tomorrow Uh, not today though (laughs) maybe tomorrow not
0: today now um i have a more positive mindset going through it so i'm happier opening those emails and you know solving for why this balance sheet doesn't balance or something like that and it really helps me have a better day every day
1: definitely i think that's it's huge and it's not only the day-to-day It's throughout your whole life because if you are never satisfied with the here and the now you're just going to keep striving for what more is there and if and if you can't you know accept what you have in front of you and take or like get excited about the things that you get to do on the day-to-day or see on the day-to-day then it's like what are you reaching for in the future you know in a year yeah you're not the extra money you're making from your job if you're not actually enjoying it what what it's bringing to you and enjoying what's you're surrounded by, then you're just going to be in this endless cycle of dissatisfaction. So yeah, I completely agree. These are all fantastic points. I honestly, like, I think ironically, we were talking all about the butterfly effects and everything, but I, I genuinely think that it was perfect timing for you to have this, us to have this conversation tonight, because I kid you not this morning, I have this, it's called a love list in my notes section. And I just write out like these really small, random things that make me happy. And yeah. I kid you not this morning, I was updating it on these like things that have just been like bringing me joy. And I was like, I need to do an episode on this because I think it's so important for people to be recognizing things on their day to day. Like one of them is like yeah. the first bite in the piece of it, like the triangle of a watermelon, like that first bite of a, a triangular piece of watermelon is my favorite thing ever in the summer. And it's something so small, awesome. but it brings me so yeah. much joy. So the fact that we're having this conversation tonight, I'm like, what is the irony? I mean, it's not ironic. I think it's meant to be, but yeah, 100%.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. And that's a wonderful practice to do. I mean, it's a great way to show gratitude when it might be hard sometimes. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the time and I'm realizing I'm taking up um,
1: more time than I originally told you, but if you have, do you mind if I ask you just like a couple more questions? Yeah, go ahead. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. So I want to tie, there was a question here that I wanted to ask you to a little bit jumping back to your career aspect, but um, I think that again, the idea of that, like you had to accept your dad's, you know, you were frustrated, but he told you the right the right way that you go. And obviously you're very happy with it now. Um, but how long do you think it took you to really understand where he was coming from and um kind of accept that?
0: Oh, uh I mean definitely uh I was able to process the message at the time um after about a year of doing those camps and doing like local background work or some, stuff like that. It wasn't until probably like my early twenties that okay. i actually clicked with what he meant because yeah. i i was seeing my friends that um you know not a lot but some people i knew majored in things that they love and they're not using those degrees mm-hmm. and they and they have a humdrum drum job <laughs> like i do <laughs> yeah, you know um so yeah it really took me quite a long time to fully understand where he was coming from and fully understand what he meant and Mm -hmm. so i'm really glad (laughs) like i said i'm glad that i didn't completely lash out at the time i'm sure i i told him but you don't, off. Know, <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. know me.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then slam the door. Absolutely. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to keep harping on this, but I just think it's such an important message that I haven't 100%. really discussed with other people. Um, and I haven't had the opportunity, like no one's really explained this kind of side of it, of someone, somebody else telling you a lot of it has been an internal awakening. Sure. So, yeah. So another, I'm sorry for another question about it, but yeah. as far as like, pride gets in the way. Cause I know that that's something that a lot of people struggle with. And like, I personally have is you spend all this time working towards something and then you finally have to say like, okay, this isn't for me. I've already vocalized to everybody and their moms about what my goals are and to find Mm -hmm. like, to step away. How do you think you overcome that? And, and really just say, okay, you know what? Screw it. I I did work towards this at one point. That was my goal at one point. Everyone knows it's my goal, but that's not for me
0: anymore. So I will use another example that's not work related. Um, I'm a little bit later in my 20s. I'm 28. So pre-pandemic, pre-diagnosis, pre-everything, we had already told multiple relatives, multiple family members. And we had even painted a room in our house blue because we were like, oh, we're ready to have kids. It's the time. Mm -hmm. Like, this is just what you do. You know, we're in our 20s and we're married and we have a house, so that's the next step. Like, that's what you do. And then the pandemic happened. And then my diagnosis happened. And it made us take a step back and go, okay. (laughs) I know we, like you said, we've been working towards this. We've been saving towards it. We've been setting up our house for that. And we've told many people like, oh yeah, we're gonna start trying next year. It's gonna be awesome. It was really hard. And I mean, it's still hard, but making the decision to tell relatives and tell friends and tell family members, it was really hard to admit and go, Our circumstances changed. And Mm. so this isn't what's best for us anymore. But you kind of touched on it indirectly. You just got to push through it. And you really just have to take a step back and go, wait, why do I care what they think? Mm -hmm. You know, they don't know everything that's going on in my life, they don't know the struggles that we have to go through and if they truly do care for us and do want to be in our lives and all that good stuff making a change like this even though it's something we said we were going to do if it's for the best and it's what we want and if they love us for us it's not going to matter mm-hmm. and it hasn't you know yeah. we told our parents and friends and um essentially just said look this might change but you know how we said we were going to do that next year <laughs> We're not going to do that anymore. Yeah, and everybody that we've told has been like, "Oh, okay, All yeah, right, good for you." Isn't it's it so silly how we spend so much
1: of our lives so concerned about what other people are going to think about our lives, the lives that we are living. Yeah, people are too focused on their own lives and what they want to do that no one realizes it, but no one cares. Like people don't care about you nearly as much as you as you think they do. So yeah, so you like, really do have to just jump over that hurdle because. It's not nearly as big of a deal as, as we make it out to be.
0: It's so easy to get in your head and be like, well, do I have the right body type for this character? Is this costume good enough? Is this good enough? Yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. Like I used to go to the comic cons and obviously that took a step back because of COVID and Mm -hmm. hopefully I'll get back to going there, but you know, you spend time making or buying or assembling the pieces of a costume because you love that character. And it's easy to get in your head and go, well, is it gonna be okay? But then I promise you 100% of the time, I have gone to every single Comic-Con, no matter who I'm dressed up as, no matter how I'm feeling that day, everybody's super excited to see like, oh my gosh, Alice in Wonderland, I love you. King." we take a picture or Mm -hmm. there was one time i was dressed as captain marvel and i kid you not these boys like boys loved a girl superhero they were with their mom but they like ran across the street because (laughs) they wanted to come give me a high five and take a picture oh my god that's amazing (laughs) right and so it's just like oh okay so seeing how i looked and felt to these other people at these cons made me go oh, it's not beneficial to me at all to be so self-critical mm-hmm. whenever, honestly, nobody's being that critical of you, but you. Totally, totally. And I think it's,
1: it's a hard thing to get over. And I think that anybody would be lying if they said that they never are concerned about what other people think. But when you find yourself getting into that thought of like the occasional oh, I don't look good in this outfit or like, do you, am I not going to be accepted in this? Or like, I try to post silly TikToks now. And sometimes I'm like, like, I know people from my college are seeing it. I know that it's probably been sent around and I have to sit there like, okay, that sucks. But then I'm like, you know what? Who freaking cares? Like it brings me joy. I know, like, I look silly doing these things, but I love it. And at the end of the day, if they don't like it, like who cares?
0: They they should have an influence on me. Yeah, they shouldn't. How you feel doing that is really all that matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amanda, this has
1: been such a fantastic interview. I can't thank you enough for this. I have loved this entire conversation. I would love, before I let you go here, um, yeah. you said you have, is your podcast up and running? Yeah, it is. I'd love to hear um, a little spiel if you want to give it to the, I know like people love to sure. podcast. So feel free to give a little spiel here.
0: Absolutely. So um, my friend, my husband and I started our little podcast company called Closet Studio Podcasts because we do it in the closet. Closet. Like I I know that (laughs) you're seeing me in the dark. That's why we've uh, put foam boards in a closet. But um, the first one that we've put up is called ghoul disclosure. So instead of full disclosure, it's ghoul disclosure. We thought we were punny. And um, it's basically just my friend and I getting in the closet and taking turns telling each other things that spook us out and are creepy like um, we just talked about different sleepover legends and urban legends and things like that so oh my I God, was telling
1: freak you out doing that in a closet in a dark closet
0: <laughs> not me I actually I'm like Scorpio was born in October super (laughs) into all sorts of spooky things but she's the exact opposite but I mean it's just funny and fun to get to do that with a friend and we decided to do it after we I had read a book called everybody has a podcast except you Mm -hmm. and I just sort of read over it and was like oh a really fun way to spend our time and you know we've met people I mean I was on our podcasts and that's how I saw your comment. And then I was like, Oh, okay. Let me reach out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love that because like you said, you have that creative outlet. That was kind of what kind of got this started for me. I'm not like a very creative person, but one thing that I love is mingling with new people and hearing stories. And I also was going through a really tough time in terms of my career. So just merging those two things. I was like, I have found So much joy. And I went through the same thing at the beginning with, you know, okay, what if it's the 10, my 10 best friends that are listening to it? That's all that I get. And then all it took was for one girl to reach out who I haven't spoken to since high school, who sent me this very long message saying how much my, my podcast has resonated with her and that's all it took. And oh. now I'm like, you know what? I've touched one person. That is all that I need at this point. I love it. It's I'm so meeting cool. wonderful people, hearing wonderful stories, doing something I love. So like, yeah, it, just go for it. Yes.
0: I love this. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I'm so yeah. glad that like, we've both found through various ways um different creative outlets for ourselves because I think it's super important and I mean that's what I would tell anybody is just do it you know if it makes you happy who cares absolutely
1: well thank you so much Amanda I this seriously has been fantastic um I will go ahead and also like put in the name of your podcast in the bio and everything so everyone check that out because that sounds fantastic but it has been such a pleasure speaking with you this evening
0: Absolutely, it's been so wonderful. Thank you for yeah. having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You have a good rest of your night. Thank you, you too. Okay, fantastic episode, people. Um I really love this conversation. I was actually on a high after that that talk that night just because I felt like we covered uh, so many th- great things and there was just such a positive light that Amanda had about everything despite her MS diagnosis, which I know is tough, like that is amazing. The positivity she carries with her, and like she said, the connection between her pursuing this accounting job that allows her to stay at home, and balance the the new life she has, um, like with her treatments, but also the flexibility with the things that she wants to do outside of work. I just love how she talks a lot about those connections that makes her feel like she's in the place she's supposed to be. Um, I also do love that it's more of a traditional path. As I said in the beginning of this episode, um, I know we talk a lot about weird connections and winding paths and how, you know, things all kind of (laughs) rivel-ravel. I don't know why I just said rivel-ravel. I don't know if that's a word or whatever. Um, But I know we, I, I, preach that, that, you know, you could end up somewhere completely different 10 years from now. But hers was very, you know, high school accounting, college accounting, job accounting. And I think it's it's nice to see that kind of perspective too, because people, if that's what your career path is, that's great. You know, that that could be what you guys are doing out there now. Um, there's no one right way. With that though, I also want to say um, my goal with this podcast is to expose you to all the different career journeys that there are out there. And I feel like sometimes When I'm having these conversations and people are just telling me all their new, like, cool stories, unique ways, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And I'm, like, hyping them up and agreeing with a lot of what they say. I don't want it to come across as, like, I'm I'm somebody who would give you my honest opinion about everything, okay? (laughs) Like, I have been called a beep because I feel like I'm very blunt with my, just my thoughts. And so... I don't want it to come across that I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah, that's great. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm trying to say that the point of this podcast is to expose you guys to all these awesome career journeys. And my job here is not to be like, that's not, that's not right or like, that's a weird way to do things. You know what I mean? So, like, everybody's story is supposed to be unique and cool. And, of course, I'm going to agree and get excited about what they're talking about. I know what my interests are and I know myself and I know what I, what's feasible for me. But just because like something's not going to, or I can't envision myself doing something that somebody else is doing, I can't not hype them up and get excited about it. If that makes sense. Do you guys get, see what I'm trying to get at? I'm just, I just want you guys to know as listeners, like I'm not gassing everybody up just to gas people up. Like I will tell you if I'm like... I mean, I think I told you last week that I had Jay on here who was a minimalist. I could never do that shit. That's not for me. I'm looking at my pile of clothes in my, my corner of my room that I haven't touched since sixth grade. I'm, I just can't do it. But anyways, um. another thing that I wanted to point out was that I thought was huge here was – her realizing that her personality was not suited for her, the career role that she originally wanted. I think that is so big. And I've talked about it before, about knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, and sometimes you have to just, you know, give up on something because you're just not good at it. And that's okay. We're not all great at everything, unfortunately. Well, I am, but I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but but you have to recognize that you might not you might not be suited for a certain role. And I think that's so great that she realized with the theatrics and being an actress and all that she could not handle the stress of not knowing where her paycheck's coming from and I think that that's something so big to realize especially for her so young but a job might seem all peachy and like what you want to do but if it's gonna cause a lot of mental stress or just day-to-day burdens you need to re- recognize that and like look for things that match what your personality type is. I know I'm a stressed out person <laughs> always. Okay. So I totally can relate to her wanting to know that she's getting a paycheck every Friday. Um, So I just want to call that out there, but yeah, uh, I hope you guys liked this episode. It was good. I thought it was fantastic. Um, as always follow what now, Megan really trying to up my instagram game guys i hope you guys enjoyed my banana video last week i actually did post it as i said i would um and if you want to go stock it sure clickbait go ahead what now megan like subscribe send this to your grandma um and have a fantastic day everybody go just do life grab the bull by the horns you do your thing <laughs> i wonder if anyone actually makes it to this far into the episode if you do god bless you man